Hey everyone, welcome back to my Blackadian universe. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was talking about code switching for uh, white code switching and like this overt racism that I noticed in um, nail salons <laughs> uh, where, you know, white women are just basically... Uh, you know, being very overtly racist to the staff there. And uh, I just, you know, was wondering about that and why that is. And then it got me thinking about uh, my own behavior and, you know, code switching in my own life uh, as a black woman. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about it. So I think about code switching a lot. <laughs> um, for my work, I have to, you know, occupy white space a lot. And, you know, just that, um, that, uh, especially that behavior. And so during the pandemic, I know, I think, uh, I talked about one of my favorite episodes, listen now, it's like, I got dreads. And I talk about how I've always wanted to um, <laughs> have faux uh, locks as a hairstyle. And then just professionally, I was, you know, not to say that anyone, I don't think anyone at my work would be against it. Like I, I, I don't think someone would tell me like, it's not appropriate or work appropriate because I would rain down <laughs> such a discriminatory, I don't know what lesson on them, but I didn't want to deal with the, the questions, the microaggressions. Like I just didn't want to deal with it. And I felt like, Unfortunately, it would have been a thing. And, you know, I sometimes, and I talk about this a lot, sometimes I just choose peace. Like sometimes I don't want to be that, you know, fighter. I don't want to be that example. I don't want to be that wor warrior. I just want to go in and do my <laughs> work and just go about my life. Like I don't need to like be on display at this junction. And so what happened with uh, working uh, remotely for a time over um, the pandemic, I was, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna finally be free and do what I want with my hair. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I just I felt that separation of, you know, being in my home and just, I was like, you know what, screw it, I'm doing it. And it was actually I know I talked about it uh, in my in my like previous episode, and I was just like nobody said anything. Like no one was like didn't even say like, did you get a new hairstyle? Like if they knew noticed it, which I mean, how could you not? <laughs> they were wise to the fact that they should just keep their comments to their damn self, which I have to admit I loved. It was like the first time in memory that I could remember like getting a new hairstyle and people were just like, you know what? I does Denise have hair? Like I'm just not talking <laughs> I'm just not talking about it. Which I loved. I love, love, love it. So yeah. Um it was a very uh 
transformative experience. And so just that awareness of um, the fact that my hair would be an issue, that my hair would be, you know, possibly a source of some sort of um, microaggression or conflict or whatever the case may be, just that idea, the fact that I even have to think about it uh, bothers me. It bothers me because I know that, you know, when, um, you know, someone who's white gets a new hairstyle you know they're excited to come to work and show it off the next day you know like getting some highlights or a cut or whatever you know they're just gonna get some if it turns out nicely <laughs> we'll put that little uh asterisk there but you know if it turns out nice they're gonna be like oh my god everyone's gonna be so excited and they're gonna think i look so cute and like you know i'm just gonna be like i'm gonna talk endless hair with people, whereas I have to wonder, you know, like, the questions I'm going to get are about, like, the process. They're going to be like, oh, how long did that take? No one can't, when you get, like, a highlight cut thing with, like, a thing, no, it takes hours. No one's going to ask you, like, the detail. It's not going to be, like, some weird, like, science experiments. Oh, like, what chemical? Like, they're not going to care. They're not asking you the the like details but for me it's like some sort of fascination thing like what the hell you know like that's <laughs> just not the right questions I'm not going to get the right questions you know and I'm going to be like trying my damnedest to you know put my my polite you're being so racist smile on my face because I'm at work and I don't want to say what the hell are you asking me please Maybe like, uh, I'm not answering that because it's racist as hell. Next question. That's what I really want to say. <laughs> but, you know, I need I need a job. Um, so, yeah, that's always really bothered me. Just that uh, the idea that I was sort of like keeping myself in um, uh, restraining myself in that way. Um, because of the code switching, you know, if I knew that if I wasn't occupying this white space, that I would have gotten faux locks like a million years ago. <laughs> That's just the reality of it. And so it always bothered me that I always had to put those, uh, you know, uh, constraints on myself. And so it, uh, it reminded me, you know, I, I'm very self-aware and so I I always was um, aware of this behavior of mine the, you know the idea of code switching and uh, of it in my own life and it came I I just remember uh, one instance of it that stands out in my mind that I think about quite a lot was um, years ago when I was pregnant, uh, I was in the, uh, you know, doctor's office and, uh, the, <laughs> so, uh, my doctor, um, uh, takes, uh, makes it a point of, uh, treating new immigrants. One of the many reasons why she's amazing. Uh, so, uh, oftentimes there are new immigrants, you know, in the waiting room, whatever. And, uh, 
often people that maybe aren't familiar with, you know, English is their first language and all this stuff. And so just navigating like the healthcare system in this place, especially when you have like a timed health concern like a pregnancy, you know, you want to be able to have access to care uh, immediately. So it's a great service and it's wonderful. And so I just remember uh, so we're sitting in this office, we're all like, you know, heavily pregnant women, you know, some well at the time we were at and uh the fire alarm <laughs> starts to go off and we're all sort of like a little concerned because um what happens is like you can't like you're not allowed to use the elevator uh in this building and we're on a high floor and you're not allowed to use the elevator when the like building alarm is going off and you know uh this white woman who's like next to me and we're both like you know heavily pregnant and she looks at me and she is like I am not <laughs> walking down those stairs like she is like this is just ridiculous they cannot ask you know pregnant women to walk down these stairs and I looked at her and I was like uh they better get some like hot firefighters to like you know carry us down the stairs because that's the only way it's the only way of leaving this building and you know we're like laughing and we're just having like <laughs> a little you know chat or whatever and so you know some women other women are joining in the conversation and um so uh you know uh I quickly realized that like everyone in the room except for me and this woman um, who uh, is uh, a new, you know, immigrant woman. And I, you know, I made the assumption at the time, but as I got to know her over the course of many months, uh, I do know that she was uh, coming from, uh, you know, Sudan. And so, uh, so she's Sudanese and she's like, you know, staring at me like I have three heads like she is just staring open mouth at me like crazy and it's and it's as plain as day to her uh, to me what she's thinking and it's I'm I'm a black Canadian I'm Canadian and I'm black and she it's like I she it it's obvious to her that I'm Canadian like I, I don't know how to she can I can so comfortably occupy this space like everything about this situation is uncomfortable for her it's awkward and for me you know I'm comfortable in this space this is what I do I can be comfortable in the space because you know I I am obviously black but I'm also Canadian and I know uh how to sort of code switch and be in these situations and in these circumstances and I can be just as comfortable you know chatting and uh engaging with white people on this level uh of you know just camaraderie and just you know relaxing conversation and it just I couldn't imagine um, how strange that must seem to her. And I remember just, you know, seeing that look on her face of it being so weird because 
you know, I was black and I, <laughs> I have to say, I don't want to say that I was like extra black, but when I was pregnant, I went through this whole thing where I like was like, I'm going to be like, <laughs> not, you know, because of the values that I want to teach my kids. And I was like, really into like, you know, celebrating my blackness. So like, I was like, full on fro, like I was like, I am not like straightening my hair. Um, obviously, I was like, I'm a natural. So like, I didn't have like, I don't chemically straighten my hair for years. But like before that, but I was just like, yeah, I'm not even flat ironing it. Nothing. It's out. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'm, if, you know, I don't want to say like, extra black, but I'm just like being, you know, black, but yet I could, you know, so visually I must look, you know, more, uh, you know, I don't want to say more black. I don't know how to describe it, but you know, I just, the, the code switching for that, I think was very shocking, uh, to her because it just, I, it's permanently etched in my mind, just how she was looking at that interaction and particularly how she was looking at me. And I was just thinking that, um, it's one of those things that I, over the years, I often reflect on and think about um, just the necessity that drives uh, that behavior for me and whether or not I'm, and whether, just basically how I feel about it. If it makes me, you know, happy or angry or sad or, I don't know. And I don't know if I've actually arrived at an answer yet. I sort of, uh, I guess, transition between all of those emotions. So how do I feel about it today? <laughs> I feel like I'm coming to the realization that it's, it is, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so one of the things about um, mental health and this idea of um, removing barriers one of the things that often people talk about is just being your authentic self um and having a place of belonging in the workplace and uh sometimes you know ideally in an ideal situation you know with removing discrimination discrimination people will feel just having a welcome inclusive space people will feel, you know, comfortable being who they are. So, you know, whether that is somebody that has, you know, a physical disability, someone who's part of the LGBTQ2S plus community, you know, um, you know, someone who, uh, you know, is black, like Asian, you know, any kind of, you know, human rights, people will feel like they can go into a space and just be themselves, ideally. And uh, that's sort of what we're working towards, having that kind of equality. And, you know, I often think about that. And I think uh, one of the things about code switching for me is sort of... Um, 
in my work, having that ability to, um, to have that equality. That's sort of what code switching is. I mean, that's why we, I think as black people have to code switch in like these white spaces is to try to be, um, seen as a person, <laughs> um, you know, because unfortunately the dehumanizing effects of, you know, anti-Black racism is such that, you know, uh, we're not seen as people. So I think, you know, when I think about it in that sense, I think of, you know, uh, screw racism uh, in all of its forms for that very reason, the fact that I even need to anybody needs to learn that behavior. So, um, and, you know, as a person, I'm just trying to survive the best that I can in these spaces. And so, um, I also think that, uh, by being, Um, uh, equality, um, you know, person and having that be a part of my work and trying to uh, be more inclusive and remove barriers. I think one of the things that I can do to um, support that is be more of my authentic self. And I think that, um, you know, It, it, that's being, you know, um, celebrating my blackness, as I said, uh, being black is like a, in my culture, is a big part of who I am. And uh, <laughs> I, um, I often talk about how people think it's like a compliment to try and strip that away from me of being like, oh, Denise, I don't even think of you as being black. And I'm like, but I am, <laughs> you know, as you get to know me and I'm more comfortable and I don't think that that comment will like blow your face off. I will say that to you. And if someone says that, you know, I'd be like, it's a, a correction, you know, offering the gift of correction to say that you don't say to a black woman, oh, I don't even think you're black. I'd be like, why? What's wrong with being black? Why? Uh, so, you know, I have to, and I, I do that with a great deal of charm, but I will call you out on that crap because I'm black. And, uh, so I feel like, you know, those are the kinds of things that I've gotten more comfortable, um, expressing. And, you know, I, I noticed a shift and I think one of the things that, um, again, the freedom of uh, working more remotely, I think it's accelerated, uh, like, <laughs> a lot. Um, you know, things that I was doing in, you know, baby steps um, in my work. Uh, and again, I, I did change careers as well. But I just I feel like uh, one of those things is like, um, I've just been uh, just having that more and I feel like it, it creates that kind of um, space and I feel like it creates a safer space for other people to be their authentic selves and um, 
I told this story, and I, I think, uh, uh, at uh, a presentation I was giving, and I just, I, I was thinking of uh, it as well as an example. So, um, uh, many years ago, my friend, uh, he was telling me, he like came to me to share a story about racism. Like we were the only people of color. He's not black. Um, but he came to me and he was just like, yeah, like, like he just knew I would understand. <laughs> like, so it's just sort of funny because, uh, he's so lovely. And we just like, you know, bonded over the fact that he was like, I can't contain this inside me. I need to tell this like horrible injustice that happened to me. And I was like, what? And, you know, we instantly became friends and it's just because like, you know, he needed somewhere to get that. And I thought like, um, that would have, you know, he would have had to sit on that until he got home to his wife about like <laughs> sharing this conversation with me. So I, I um, was thinking just by, you know, being me, I created a, a safe space for him to be that way. And so I think that um, that's important. I want to create that sort of climate and, um, of belonging and removal of boundaries of discrimination where I can, you know, show that, <clears throat> that this can, uh, be a part of this space. Like I don't have to be, I can, uh, be, I don't have to code switch to be a part of the space. The space is for me. It's for everybody. And, uh, you know, uh, just as, you know, no one would say like, oh, you can't be here because, you know, you're um, a part of the LGBTQ community, you know, someone wouldn't say like, oh, you can't do that thing that's part of your, you know, culture. I think that's sort of, you know, where we're going. And uh, yeah, I think I make more of an effort to... Uh, to not code switch, I say, um, in a professional setting as much. And, you know, I, 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 I just, I struggle with that idea as well. And also, um, yeah, like I just, I think there's, <laughs> I'll end with a story. One of the, uh, stories that always makes me laugh. I just remember uh, years ago, one of my um, managers was like trying to explain, you were talking about like uh, some security function of, you know, some sort of policy or something that we we're doing. And, uh, you know, she was like, <laughs> we're in, um, uh, boardroom and it's just like the two of us and she's from the Caribbean and you know we're the only two women of color in this room and she was like yeah like you know just like giving this like presentation just being like super you know um uh you know thorough and great and she's just like struggling she's like getting she's trying to talk about <laughs> Uh, like identity theft and she's just like trying to get through this whole thing and then she's just like 
you know, and I can see that she's like struggling and I refuse at this point, I get where she's going and I'm like, I can't look at you because she was like, I want to say, and she was like, Denise, I want to say teeth. <laughs> and I just, I'm like, <clears throat> and I just burst out laughing and we just have like a moment of laughing so hard because if it was just us in the room and you know <laughs> there wasn't a bunch of like if everybody else in the room wasn't white she would have just said you know so they can't teeth your thing and we would have just sort of moved on with the conversation so I would have been like yeah all right gotcha like she didn't have to worry about being perceived a certain way like it was an excellent presentation it was an excellent point she, you know, she had this thing but she was like in my life, if I wanted to talk about, you know, someone stealing something, I would just say like, you know, teeth. And so she was just like, you know, she just had a moment where she was like, I can't think of another, <laughs> I can't think of another word. It just makes me laugh every time because I was like, I want to work in a work environment when you can, where you can say teeth if you need to say it. If that is how you express yourself, that is what you should be saying because Everybody understands what that means. And if you don't, you can raise your hand. You can ask. I mean, the meaning is clear. We, we <laughs> it will make it clear. And I don't think that should be viewed as unprofessional or, you know, it's just, you know, language is about it. Language is fluid. It grows and it changes all the time. And, you know, I feel like sometimes like there's, uh, certain things are like attributed to not being appropriate because of the community that uses it. And I, I don't think that's necessarily, you know, right. I don't think that's appropriate or right. It's just another word. And I think, you know, people use, <sighs> yeah, people use slang all the time, but I think it's like the, the who gets to use it. Um, it's often not people that look like me. So I, I, I definitely want that to change. I want it to be authentic. And I think that, you know, we can do our jobs uh, well and create this space as black people, as, you know, um, you know, we can diversify from this idea of, you know, um, this white corporate side. And I think that's definitely, definitely, definitely uh, where we should be heading because diversity is power. Everybody has a perspective. Everybody has skills and knowledge that uh, can benefit everyone. It's not just, you know, for one group of people. Uh, everyone can bring something of value to help everyone else. So, uh, yeah think that it's me thinking about my own <laughs> code switching for uh, the day. So um, yeah, let me know what you guys think about code switching and what you've noticed in your own behavior and how you behave in your professional life. And uh, if it's a factor or if you just are at that stage, let me know if you're at that stage where you're just like, I'm going to be me. You know what? just letting it out, letting it fly. It's, <laughs> it's where uh, I think we should all be how your work environments are. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. As always, uh, 
be sure to like, comment, and subscribe and uh, so you don't miss an episode. And uh, I will talk to you next time.